You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 312. Today, you're going to learn how to pivot in your business. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. We're going to get right into it today. My good, good friend, extraordinary entrepreneur. She's always awesome. She's a powerhouse. Kim Carter is on today, and we did an amazing interview slash case study on how to pivot. For those of you who know me, however you perceive me, whatever label or term, oh, he's the mindset guy, or he's the strategy guy, he's a scale guy or the team guy, whatever, all the terms that you you label. I used to be the video guy. And so one of the biggest questions I get all the time is, James, how do you pivot? How do you pivot? I want to go in a different direction. I want to change our branding or, you know, our positioning. How do we do that? It's a funny question because I just tell people, well, you just do it. <laughs> but um, that doesn't seem to satisfy the curious satiating needs of those who are interested in pivoting, does it? So we've got a fantastic episode in store for you. If you are interested in pivoting, if you think about it, if you're feeling that nudge to go in a different direction, and this is featuring my good friend, Kim McCarter. So she's an executive business strategist that has immersed herself in the art of helping female entrepreneurs reach the highest levels of growth, of profit, and of success. Through her authentic messaging and make-it-happen attitude, Kim has been described as the sales funnel strategist and gospel truth on businesses. Her advanced funnel strategies have helped clients find and bank over $10 million in reclaimed profits. And today, you're going to hear from her big pivot in a new direction. So, let's play that interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with my good friend, Kim McCarter. Kim, how you doing? I am awesome. How about yourself, James? I'm good. I'm coming to you and everybody listening in a little box. It's a little, <laughs> I'm in like a, like a Superman telephone box or a closet here, but it actually, you know, it helps with the sound. So we'll get good audio out of this. And good video for anybody who wants to make fun of me. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I really appreciate it. Why don't we, um, before we jump into things, to give a little context for our listeners, share a little bit about who you are. What is it you do? Who do you help? How do you help them? So I am a business success coach, and I help Black women entrepreneurs understand how to create massive time and financial freedom by kind of just thinking outside of the box, getting real visible and releasing some of our cultural stories around money. Mm, love it. Now, one of the, that's so beautiful, by the way. And I think one of the big things we're going to talk about today is the massive pivot that you made. Why don't we start there? So take us through that. That was pretty much in 2019 that you made this pivot. So 
for a long time, like since 2015 till about 2019, I was known as the funnel trap queen. I was the person who kind of built my business while working using sales funnels. And then everyone started asking me more about more and more about email marketing. So I thought it was a good space for me to be in. I spent tens of thousands of dollars to master sales funnels. And in 2017, I started getting this feeling like, but what's next? I was doing like well over a half million dollars a year in business. And I literally was like ready to go back to work. <laughs> like, what is the next thing for me yeah. to do? Yeah. Tell, and tell so, me more about that feeling though. Because I think this is a lot of people that pivot, including myself, there's that little nudge, that nagging feeling. So can you dive deeper? Like, what did that feeling feel like? What were you starting to say to yourself? I was literally going, okay, I, so I, let me, I have to go back like a year. Yeah. So I actually built a multi six figure business while working a crazy job. I did $232,000 wow. and I ended up leaving work because I fell in love with my business more. And my first year out, I did $585,000 in sales. That was 2016. And then I was like, okay, but what's next? <laughs> like, I was right. like, what else is there to do with this? Yeah. Like besides make more money. Okay. We can make more money. But I was like, literally felt empty. Like, I didn't feel like I was making any massive impact just by making a whole bunch of money. And also I was helping other people make money. But what was happening was people who were coming to me for sales funnel strategy just wasn't really ready for sales funnels. And I didn't like the feeling of being a true blue internet marketer, like an infomercial. Like, mm -hmm. you know how, like when someone signs up for something, like sell them this, down sell them this, up sell yep. them this. It was just so draining. I felt like an infomercial. <laughs> and <laughs> I was kind of like, like, what is next? Mm. So I was like, maybe I'll go back to work because again, I didn't not like my job. So I actually hired a headhunter, was ready to go out for interviews. Wow. And then I, I was like a battle between myself. Like, do I go back to work? Do I do the business? Do I go back to work? Do I do the business? I just, and I just want to pause here just for a second. Cause I want to make sure we all heard this. You're within like a year or two, you're doing over half a million dollars in sales. And you're like, I think I'm going to go back and get a job. <laughs> yeah, I really did. Oh my goodness. Cause I was like, well, if I'm going to, cause I was actually, I didn't make a half million dollars easy. Like I was working like right. in my business, probably like 50 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I'm going to work this much, I can like work in a nine to five. I left a six figure job. Yeah. And I was like, at least then I'll have like a corporate card. I have cars. <laughs> like, I was like, Vacation what am I doing time. this for? Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, I hired a headhunter. I was ready to go back to work. <laughs> and every time an interview would come up, like literally something crazy would happen. I would land a new client or like a program would sell out. And I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to go back to work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was literally like trying to find like what was that next thing I was supposed to do and I was like really flip floppy and I really do believe like sometimes when you don't you know what you're supposed to do but you really haven't admitted it to yourself yet and oh, I was starting to have like I really feel like I should do this membership and I tried the membership and it flopped then every, I kept getting like physical confirmations I met a girl that who had practiced with like a shaman and she was like I feel like you're a tribe leader and I was like, whatever, girl, <laughs> like all these things just kept happening. And I just really didn't know what it was I was supposed to do. And I was like in a space of like feeling kind of lost, like, oh, well, we're going to make money in business. But I wasn't happy. I just really wasn't happy. I was truly unhappy. Yeah. So the membership, was that the first manifestation of the pivot? Yes. So okay. I knew I was supposed to do something 
that involved community. So I was like, oh, and I had met a friend who was like really big on memberships. So I was like, I think maybe it's a membership. And I probably spent like $18,000 to get this membership set up. I hired the copywriter. I hired the programmers. I got all the branding and stuff done. And when I literally said I could, like, I only got like 10 people to join. And I was like, this is not like how my tribe responds to stuff. And I was like, well, maybe. And then it was like, okay, well, if it's not now, I'll put the membership on a back burner and I'll just focus on the things that was making me money, even though it wasn't the thing. And I think what was really happening was I was trying to force myself. Well, I know what was happening now because I'm on the other side of it. I was trying to force myself to stay in this funnel track queen bubble. And I wasn't thinking outside of that, even though I knew that the people who were really drawn to me and the people who really wanted me to serve them, even though I knew that their businesses weren't ready for sales funnels, because with me, I've been in customer service for 17 years in corporate. So what was happening was I was like, you don't know how to serve customers. You don't know the basics of business. Like you don't know enough about your audience. Your sales funnel is never going to work. So I was always going backwards and it never dawned on me to bring that part forward and make that a part of what I was doing. So what was the... If you can share a little bit more about what was the first iteration of the offer of the membership? Like what was that... Promise. It was so the first thing I tried of the membership was I'm gonna bring you all together and I'm gonna give you access to all of my sales funnel strategies and we'll meet like once a month and we'll go through and like you know I'll review your sales funnel strategies. Also, like it was like business coaching, so we'll be in this Facebook group, I'll answer all your questions. And it was $197 a month. And what happened was even as people started joining more and more. I think I got up to like 40 something members, but I felt like they didn't really appreciate me. Cause I was like, well, it was like, well, it's only $197 a month. They show up when they want to, they was asking me questions. I was like, that's in the portal. (laughs) (laughs) And I started going, well, maybe this isn't it. Cause now my mind is like, why would I do this for like pennies? And they're still not doing the work. Yeah. So now I started having that high ticket, low ticket battle with myself. And I started being like, okay, this is not really it, but I'm going to hang on to it because it's making money and I don't want to let these people go. Which is kind of what you were doing before. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of what you meant when you were saying like forcing yourself to stay in that funnel, yeah. sales funnel bubble. Yeah. Okay. And the funny thing was I knew like internally I had done a lot of like self-reflection and work. Yeah. So even when I first started my business in like 2014, 2015, everyone was like, everything that I joined had like this mindset piece in it. And I was like, I couldn't really wrap my head around it because I grew up in a Baptist church. So then when you hear like this mindset stuff, you're like, wait a minute, why would I pray to the creation, the universe, when I can pray to the creator? And then, you know, there's so many stories inside of the church about it being like witchcraft. And I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. And I was at a church barbecue in 2014 and I was talking to our pastor and he was like, well, you know, there's really not much difference. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, it's witchcraft. He was like, who told you that? He was like, meditation is nothing more than prayer. If you don't want to sit on a pillow, build you a prayer room. He was like, there really isn't much difference. And if you don't want to pray to the universe, just insert God, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, whatever you want to do. It's the same principle. It's It's building faith. 
And when he said that, it kind of gave me like the permission and the click. It was like, that was the aha moment. So then I deep dived into the mindset piece. And I realized that that was what actually grew my business. It wasn't the strategies. It was because I thought about business differently. And a lot of my friends used to be like, you should speak about this. And I was like, no, I'm a sales funnel girl. I don't do mindset. I don't do sales strategies. I'm a sales funnel girl. Hmm. So it was like, I don't want to cross into that lane because that wasn't my lane. And then one day, like, I was like, well, wait, maybe if that is my lane, then I tiptoed in it, but I kind of didn't do it. Like put my toe in and came back out. Like, you know how you test the water in the pool? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's not my lane. So then I kind of had that thing was, I have to take all of these mindset courses and I have to read all of these books to validate myself before I could create an offer around it. Mm. And that's, and then that's when I finally got the courage to do the pivot after my mom passed away, which is where I really got the courage for that at. Wow. When, and so when was that? So my mom passed away on April 27th of last year, totally unexpected. Like she was sick one day and she died like 24 hours later. It was the craziest thing. But it was weird because even though that was happening, one, if it was a year prior, I wouldn't have handled it as well as I did because I did a lot of work when I couldn't figure out what the pivot was. And I really felt like I was having a conversation with her the morning that she passed, even though I wasn't at the Mm -hmm. hospital or anything. And when she passed, I was like, what does God have planned for me that my mom had to go into her angelic state to make sure I did the work? Because I felt like that's what was happening. And so that was April 27th. And probably like a month later, another member, she wasn't in, we weren't in business by design yet. She was a part of Tribe and she invited me to Tribe Live. And I was like, sure, I'll come with you to Tribe Live because it was a guest pass. And that's where I met you there because uh-huh. you were in the lobby and we yeah. talked. And then, I would, then you talked about the input and the output. And I was like, oh, that's not what I thought business by design was about. <laughs> I don't know why I never knew what it was. Because I think I always looked at you as the video guy and I right. didn't realize what business by design was. Yeah. And then, so I came back home. I had this week long event and business by design was open for enrollment. And I was like, how do I get on the other side of this eight video course just to sign up? Where's the sign up button? <laughs> and I finally found it and Hidden. I did it yeah. and I joined. And what's something you said in the first module, you were like, forget everything you know. And just kind of like do it from scratch. And I was like, James is really woo woo. I didn't know this. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just followed the whole course. Like I was showing up on the live calls. I even did all the work. And even still, I kept my offer inside of sales funnels because I Mm. thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. I love that too. Like supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was like, I'm the sales funnel girl. I was like, well, I came into business by design. And this is what I know. So I'm going to stick to the sales funnel thing. And I actually made like $130,000 with a brand new offer following the business by design. It, and then I for was the sales funnel. like, but what's next? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I set up a funnel and I was doing like, it was doing like $1,000 a day. And then I was just like, I still don't think this is it. Wow. And in January, we were at business by design live last January. Last- and One of the coaches was like, I was telling him my story. And he was like, well, if you could have had anything when you were first building your business, what was it? And I literally just started talking and he was like, so why don't you do it? And I was like, why would I do that? That's not my lane. And he was like, what about if your lane is anything that is shown to you? 
Mm. Of course, it was Mark. And I was like, I can't do that. And he was like, why can't you? And then the next day I did a hot seat and you said, how am I affecting my audience by holding back? Like how many people could I actually serve mm. if I did what I was supposed to do? Yeah. And I was like, there goes that slap in the face again. <laughs> <laughs> so I came home again and I went through business by design on my own. And that's where the real pivot happened. Cause I just was like, I don't know what this is going to be. Let me figure it out. And then that's when I was like, what about if I took sales funnels and made that like the back end thing, but I created a space where I could really teach people how our actual cultural agreements and the stories that things that we didn't even sign up for is what's holding us back from serving at our highest levels, because essentially that's what I was doing. And yeah. when I got the courage to really speak about it and then take ownership of the fact that I really wanted it to be for like black women, because that was a, that was a whole nother part you guys helped me through. And when I finally did it, that was like, I, it felt so freeing. It was like the best thing I've ever done. Was it scary though? It was real scary yeah. because we are in a space where everything has to be politically correct. Yeah. And I'm a rebel by nature. Right. So I was like, I get that we're supposed to say people of color. I get that we're supposed to say women of color. But every woman of color isn't African-American, but every African-American woman is a person of color. But our stories are just so different. And what I was finding out was when I was going into different courses, even though the principles around sales and mindsets and all that stuff is the same, I just couldn't really relate to some of the stories because my cultural upbringing was just so different, even though we were from like the same country. Can you can you share an example of that? Yeah. So one of them, which is like one of my favorite ones to tell is like how when some like sometimes in like mindset stuff, when you go to start a business, they're like, oh, you can borrow a thousand dollars from family. And I'm like, mm. I don't have nobody in my family. I could borrow a thousand dollars from. We grew up in the hood. Wow. What are you talking about? That, like, is, that is a great example. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or I'm like, or for us, like, so my grandmother was born in 1913 in Macon, Georgia. Hmm. She was the daughter of a sharecropper who was the grandson of a slave. And wow. my whole thing is like, and I can count my family history back to that. And it's not to always bring up slavery, but it's the truth. And then you'll ha you'll be in a course and someone be like, well, you know, my grandfather was an immigrant and we did this. And I'm like, yeah, my great, great, great grandfather was an immigrant, but it wasn't by choice. <laughs> like, right, like, right. The stories is just, and it's like, it's hard to like sit in situations where people really don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And then you have a whole group of entrepreneurs who still live in that mindset, who really don't know they have to let that go in order to grow their businesses. Can you say that last line one more time? You have a bunch of entrepreneurs who sit in that space and don't realize they need to let all of that stuff go in order to really grow their businesses. Yeah. And can you, and, can you elaborate and tell a little bit more? Like, yeah. So like one of the things I think that happens, especially for black women entrepreneurs, I see a lot of times where we need a very specific level of validation because we feel like we want everything to be perfect. It has to be the right branding. It has to be the right messaging. And you'll literally have people. I mean, and I know you experienced they'll come back and be like, can you check my sales page? Can you check this copy? And you're like, you have to test it in the market. Mm -hmm. But because we come from spaces where we're like either the angry black woman or we're like really superficial, it's hard sometimes for us to go out and do it and it not be perfect. 
because we're like, we can't show up what we consider like half-assed, right? Right. So what ends up happening is you end up becoming stagnant in your space because you won't even take the first step to even test it in the marketplace. And one of the things for me, because I came from healthcare administration, I was always like the only African-American in the room, the only woman, plus I was plus size. So I'm used to being like the only me in the room. Hmm. But a lot of people aren't that look like me aren't. So I'm like, you know what? If they could see me do it, then that'll give them permission to like at least take the first step. And I realized that as I started taking more first steps and talking about taking more first steps, that more people started leaning on me to go, do you really think I can do this? And I'm like, yeah, just, just do it. It's <laughs> yeah. easy to say, just do it. But for them, they need like a little bit of that coaching mechanism that can get yes. them to do just to say, to just really go out there and be like, I'm really just pushing you in the pool and I, you can't swim. I <laughs> I love this. And it's, it's so beautiful because to me, what I'm hearing is not, it's not just about the message that you're sharing, but it's who you are as the messenger and what you stand for. Uh, in backing that message, you know. Thank you. Yeah, and I was actually really nervous because when well, yeah. I first decided <laughs> to do it, it was like so scary because I was like, my biggest fear was that people were going to hear me or not even hear me, but will hear me because I, I I don't I'm not scared of live video, I'm not scared of stages, or see me on Facebook and be like, why is this only for Black women, right? And I was like, I don't want this to turn into like a Black Lives Matter versus an All Lives Matter conversation, right? right? or like a Blue Lives Matter conversation. Ironically, my hubby is NYPD. I'm like, so it's not that. And I was like, how do I do this? And then it was another coach, Jasmine, who was literally like, do you really care what people think? And I was like, no. She was like, so why is this even a fear? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, you're." she was like, I don't think if, she was like, and if anyone did do anything like that, I don't really think you would tolerate it. And I was like, you know, you got a point there. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. like every fear that I came up with, either you would say something while coaching someone else or one of the coaches would be like, that's so unrealistic for you. It's not even your personality type. Why is this a fear? Right. Ugh, that's so awesome. So, so this all started to come about in the first quarter of this year. Yes. But you'd already launched the membership before this. Yes. So then and it was a flop. And then that was a flop. I had closed it. I ended up closing it. Yeah. Because so one of the things that another thing that ended up happening was April of April of this year, okay. literally a year to the day that my mom passed, I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta go all in. Yes. It's Always. all or nothing. Yeah. I have to fully embody who I wanna be. I got tired of hearing coaches ask me if it was your future self, how do you need to show up? <laughs> what do you need to do? Yeah. Who do you need to embody? And I was like, I have to finally do this. Mm -hmm. So I stopped selling everything sales funnel related and literally shut my website down and started it back up, which says I am, the, I am, I'm a sales magnet. Everything I touch turns to soul oh, and so created good. an entire conversation around sales and psychology of sales and how you can actually use the things that like our moms, our grandmoms and our aunties went through to really break open a profit swimming in your business. And it was the best decision I ever had. Wow. So what was the first like iteration or manifestation or offer that you put out there from this pivot? I literally went back to basics. So I built my business on VIP days and I was like, I'm just going to do VIP days. That's awesome. Because they were super easy. Yeah. I don't need a sales page. I don't, <laughs> I don't need anything. 
Okay. I just have to show up and be like, you want to do a VIP day? <laughs> wow. So what, yeah, what does that look like? Like people reach out to you and say, I want to work with you and you just say, great. Yeah. So okay. I would just do my regular Instagram stories. I would re- do my regular, actually, I wasn't even doing Facebook as much. I really relied on Instagram. And one day I was posting something and I put a hashtag up. It was like black girls manifest too. And it was like a totally random hashtag. Well, nothing's ever really random. <laughs> and when it came up, I realized no one was using it. So then I was like, hmm, let me see if the Instagram handle is available. And the Instagram handle was available. Then it was like, let me see if the URL is available. The URL is available. (laughs) And you know how you go in and you buy every version of the URL because you're like, this may be something one day. (laughs) So I did this whole five days on Instagram where I was just talking about how to manifest like things from uh, African-American experience, from a black girl's experience, especially if you like. And the funny and I told a story I never told about how I did everything I was supposed to. I didn't know my family was poor. I got accepted into my top three schools and found out nobody had money for me to go to college. Mm. And literally telling that story, like my DMs, like my messenger and everything was on fire. How can I work with you? I didn't have anything. So I was like, oh, you could do a VIP day. And I sold VIP days for $5,000 for like three months. That's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I love this and I just want everybody to to hear this because there's so much in it that I'm hearing and gaining because like you became, I mean, you already were, but you attracted so much and became a magnet for so many people when you just shared authentically stories yeah. and your life experiences, which so many of us, I get it, we're afraid to do, but it's not for you. It's for those that you could have an impact on. And then when you did that, people just came to you and said, how do I work with you? You didn't have yeah, some were... big crazy launch. You didn't need the intricate <laughs> funnel. You just $5,000 me is to know I believe in silent launching. I don't do pub- yep. big public launches. Yes. <laughs> right? yep. So I was like, oh, you could do a VIP day. And so good. $5,000. $5,000. Yep. Because I was like, if I'm going to do a VIP day, give someone my one-on-one time, and I know me, to know me is to know, like, I know I'm still gonna do the sales funnel stuff, right? And I was, and then when I, when people actually started paying for the VIP day, then I had to go back and I was like, okay, let me pull out the welcome packet and stuff that I use from like 2015, bring it forward, change up some of the language. And then I was like, people still want me for business strategy. So what I started doing in my VIP day was helping them really structure their offers So that way they can bring in high value clients, which I consider high value, not high ticket. High value is the person who wants what you have, who wants to do the work with you and who's willing to pay you like premium or top dollar to work with you. So I was actually helping them structure their offer, come up with the content they need to use to, because I always said sales funnels are supposed to attract, prime and convert. So what are you talking about in your content that's going to prime people for your new price point? And then how to use that front end offer to sell them into a bigger back end opportunity. So then to know, so I was like, well, if I do the VIP day, what do I sell them into next? Because I don't want to be like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like what's the next thing? <laughs> yeah. So I actually ended up creating a back end offer called high society coaching circle, which was a 12 month program. And I was like, well, listen, well, you know, the next cycle, which there was no next cycle, it was the first cycle, mm-hmm. doesn't start until July. And I was like, so we'll start July in July. And they were like, okay, no problem. So now we're going, this is like May going into June. And I have like, I've done like six or seven VIP days. And I only I have three people ready to go into 
the bigger offer. And yeah. I was like, well, if it's three people, I'm just gonna have to start with three. Yeah. Like three is better than zero. And I just kept going. I just was like, okay. And between April and July, I probably hosted 10 VIP days. And of That's the amazing. 10 VIP days, four people went into the month to month, pro, the um, 12 month program. And how much was, was that offered at? That is $14.97 per month. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. This is amazing. Yeah. Yep. And oh, I have so, and then so much kept on happening. So then in July, I decided I was going to Bali with friends. So my friends went on another trip and I was home on 4th of July by myself. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't go like on the trip. Like, why am I home? So I, I had, by this time I had created a Facebook group and I had probably like 300 members in there. Wow. And I was like, hey, who's home? It's 4th of July. I want to do a free workshop with you guys. Totally random, out of the blue. I had 19 people on this workshop. And for three hours, I just talked to them about like, sales mindset, like talking about like how we would look at objections versus how they show up in the world. Like, are, do your people really can't afford it? Or is that what they're telling you? Are you showing them that they need you? And I started, I did everything around mindset. And I, again, I didn't have an offer for them. And they were like, well, what's next for us? And I was like, honestly, I don't have anything to sell you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really have nothing to sell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they were like, can we, but Kim, like, Put us in a Facebook group. We'll pay for it. And literally, I heard our next level coach, Jasmine's Tonez method for her membership in my mind. And I was like, well, what about if I put you in a Facebook group? And I literally have a paper out. And I'm like, what about if we do a Facebook group? I do one live coaching call per month. And, um, and we just like, you know, I give you this workshop and I create a workbook. And they were like, sure. And I did it at $97 a month wow. of the 19 people, 15 people joined. Wow. <laughs> oh my! That goodness. is now called the Sister Circle, and okay. that remember that eighteen thousand dollar membership we built. Yeah, we brought it forward, and it became all of the branding. Oh my goodness! It became the portal, and everything is inside there. And now we sell it at one forty-seven a month, and it's probably about forty people in there. There are about ten people in High Society Coaching Circle at the fourteen ninety-seven a month. This is amazing, and this is basically from pivoting in like April of yes. past year. April, May, June, July. Yep. Are you counting all the way till today pretty much? Yes. That's amazing. And, I, and in there, I also did two rounds of a brand new group coaching program that I call Ascension that yeah. I did silent launch method on. So, so far we've had the first cycle of it had a different name. I had 17 people in there. Then the last round that we did, I had 23 people in there at $2,000 per person. So let me ask you this. So you went through this pivot and what I'm hearing is that the majority of the pivot is not that you like pivoted to go like, I'm going to teach like dog training now, but it's more like you've got cl- you got real crystal clear on who your ideal clients are and you change that front end message and that dialogue you have with them but they're still the same lines of the same transformation in a yes. sense. That so you- I'm still talking like, cause I actually really like sales yeah. and profitability, but what I really do like is action. Like to, I'm an action taker. I, if you say know, Kim, go, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, Kim do this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I am. A, so I realized I had to get sit down and go, 
who do I really want to work with? Mm -hmm. I don't, I want to work with people who trust the process. I want to work with people who are going to do the work and trust action. But my biggest clarity moment was I actually like to talk to women who come from either analytical or professional backgrounds. So my clients now are people who are like project managers, doctors, lawyers, mm -hmm. engineers. There's in some form of STEM because I realized what helped me with the mindset work is because I'm from project management, I'm really analytical. So because I do, I majored in science, I know that if I go step by step by step, I should have a very specific outcome. If I don't have that right. outcome, I messed up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Entrepreneurship doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it was hard because I excelled in school. I excelled in my career. But when it came to the business, the first couple of years was really rocky. Mm -hmm. And I attract a lot of women who are in that same space. They've excelled in school. They've excelled in their careers. They want to start a business. And they're like, why is this so hard? Right. And it's really because they can't really, they don't understand like the magic of it. And they still need that practical how-to. So even like when I'm thinking about like doing the work or like even if it's something as simple as meditation, I created my own step-by-step -step process with it. Mm -hmm. Like if it's like a full moon, I have my own step-by-step -step process <laughs> with it. it. Right? I love it. It's so great. Well, let me ask you this. So before the pivot, you had all this success as the sales funnel queen, right? But you would ask yourself that question of like, what's next? And is this all there is kind of thing? Do you feel like with all the, the things you've done in this, this second half of 2019, is that is that question coming up? Is it not there? Are you asking what's what's next? Is that all there is? No, I'm actually not asking that now because honestly, and I didn't never know I'd be able to say this, who I am today having this conversation is exactly the vision I think I was having in 2017. Mm. And I just didn't understand how to get there. Yeah. And when everyone was like, you kind of have to let it go, right? And you kind of just like, everyone always says like, you have to release the outcome. Yeah. And I get that, but that sounds like the stupidest thing <laughs> stupidest ever. Stupidest You're yeah. counting on the win. Right. Like, I'm like, I need this win. I don't want to yeah. let it go. Right. And I didn't know how to do that. And it wasn't until I realized that my job was just to really do the work I knew how to do. Mm. And I would get to the outcome that now that I'm here, I'm like, all I can do is grow what I have and be happy for it. Now I feel like I'm sitting in the deeper work. And even if it goes deeper, I'm okay with that because I'm no longer chasing it. You're in it. Yeah. Ugh. And I recognize that I'm in it, which for a long time, I didn't recognize I was in it. And I think that was part of the confusion. It's kind of like, like people use alignment. That's a great word to use, but it's almost like you're, you had to lock into that groove and you were like, just on the outside of it. And you're getting closer and closer and then like locked in. And now it's like game over, you know? Like, oh, I yeah. went back to work. Like, you know how you always say you, you quit right before the big break. And I'm like, I almost quit. I, I went, know, I was ready to go back to work. Isn't that crazy? So this is so amazing. And I just love everything you've shared. And it's so inspiring on so many different levels. I think part of it is just a permission, giving people permission, as you've demonstrated yourself, to do the work that you're called to do, to work with the people you want to work, to share the message that you're here to share and do it unapologetically and notice what unfolds, opens up when you do that. And I think that's beautiful. Here's the silly question that 
I get all the time because, you know, I'm someone who pivoted. You even told me like, I thought you were the video guy, right? (laughs) And so I thought you were the sales funnel person, right? Here's the question. And I know you get it already and you're going to get it. So I just have to ask it and we're going to both laugh. But okay, so now you've pivoted. The question is, how do you pivot? Yes. Oh, my gosh. How does one pivot? (laughs) So what's the, the answer? The version I get yeah. of that is I'm interested in rebranding, but I'm not sure what to do. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, what's the, I'm like, just do it. Yes. And I, <laughs> just do it. And I realized though, people, especially the women that I attract, mm-hmm. they are really looking for like a blueprint. Yeah. And a lot of times what's happening is not only are they in fear of the pivot, but they, what they're really in fear of is being a subject of rejection Mm. of other people. Yeah. And like, I was just telling my girls, like as we come into Thanksgiving and everyone's talking about gratitude, do not allow what other people think of you to be so strong in who you want to be. And because they're telling you, you already got a good job. You should be grateful for what you have that that doesn't mean that you can't want more success. Oh, so good. Yeah. You can be grateful for what you have and still want more, more, I just went through this this weekend. I was actually, I went to DC to celebrate my sister's birthday. I'm the baby by 12 years. Mm. So my oldest sister turned 60 over the weekend. And the funny thing is, so you gave us a challenge in August and you told us we all had to go spend money, right? And I wanted to spend my money on shoes and my sandals were not available. So I ended up going out and buying like a $700 pair of sneakers, right? And I wore the sneakers this weekend and not even thinking, my sister was like, oh, those are nice. Where did you get them from? And I was like, Bloomingdale's. And she was like, oh, she was like, what kind of sneakers are those? I was like, oh, they're Burberry. (laughs) And my nephews who are 13, they're twins. They know what Burberry is. And she was like, well, how much are those? And I was like, 620. I said it so nonchalantly. I was like, 620. She was like, like $620. I was like, yeah. And she was like, you spent that on something on your feet. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, why is she asking me this? And literally she was like, that's just like such a waste of money. I was like, why? Cause you can't afford it. Like it just came out Ouch. like, Ouch. and I was like, are you judging me for spending my money? Like, I was right. like, but I can afford a $600 pair of sneakers. And then I was like, you know what? I don't have to justify this to you. Yeah. And I think like getting to that, cause a year or two ago, I would have felt like I had to justify it or I probably wouldn't have wore them around family just because I didn't want them to wow. know that I could afford a $600 pair of sneakers. And- that's profound. And the reason we don't have to justify too, and I think it's important to remind ourselves of this, is that when we are creating this type of business and you're building a multiple six to quickly becoming a seven figure business, you're in a very small percentage of people on the planet that have these opportunities, that have these type of results and live this lifestyle. So the very fact that we're going to be a very small percentage of people means that the vast majority of people will not understand because they don't have it. And that's, you know, what's so beautiful about the time that we're in is more millionaires are being created, more businesses are being started. There's more opportunities being made available for more and more people. But still, just as a numbers game, the vast majority of people will not understand because they're not in that same place. Hey, um, but you know what yeah. was crazy though, James? What's that? Because the same person literally spent, lost, not spent, well, lost, 
over a thousand dollars in the casino this weekend and thought nothing of it. Oh. And I'm like, well, don't get me started on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and I literally wanted to be like, but you like at least my six hundred dollars is on my feet. I can look at it every day. Yeah. Because you're willing <laughs> to risk it on gambling at the casino because you might win. Right. But you judge someone else because they spend their money how they choose. Like it just doesn't make like. And I was like, this is it's baffling. But again, that goes back to like cultural agreements and the mindset and yeah. doing the work. Mm. Like, cause you can't quantum leap your external actions if you're not doing the internal work. So by the way, too, I just have to acknowledge you again, like what you're speaking to about shifting the the cultural agreements and what you're doing for your culture and how you get to be the person that is breaking that mold and embodying and emulating that and showing the proof of what's possible as an entrepreneur like makes my heart sing because thank you my and you're just like such the most amazing extraordinary woman to do that so but that makes me so happy because so much about what i'm about is just about the idea of showing people that i'm proof of what's possible right like i just want to show people by my own example hey if you don't believe in yourself or you don't think you can do it let me show you, let me be the proof that you can do it. And if I can do it, trust me, you can do it. Right. And yeah, that is so true. And honestly, I probably, I would, I can honestly say, I don't know if I would have done it or how long it would have took me. If like someone hadn't said, what do you wish you would have had mm, such a great question, back in yeah. 2014, me giving that detailed answer, talking about my grandmother, talking about my mom, and then and then having Mark turn around and go, so when are you going to start this? And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking? Like, you should I had the dumb look. Like, what? Right. <laughs> he is tripping. Right. And then him and Jasmine kind of double teamed me, and I was like, oh, I feel like cornered. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to yeah. do it. And then they kept, like, you know, the follow-up. So did you start it? Are you going to put it out there? And just being able to do it and then also step into this being okay and unapologetic, like you said, of being who I wanted to do it for and owning that I am the perfect person to do it because yes. my mind kept telling me that this isn't my lane. But yeah. then it was like, if it's not my lane, then whose lane is it? Oh, so good. So good. And then you were at the influence workshop too, right? Yes. So you see how all of that can really come into play with the work you're doing. Yes, because as we get ready to, so the next big thing that I have coming up is I'm actually going to do like a public launch, which I really don't public launch often. Yeah. So I'm doing a public launch all of December, which everyone goes, why would you launch in the holidays? And I'm like, because my women don't care it's the holidays. <laughs> I'm going to launch in the holidays. Great. Because if you tell me not to do something, that's the perfect time for me to do it, right? Because yep. I'm a rebel. Yep. And as I was going through and like, I'm not doing like the whole sales page thing or nothing like that. So I decided I was going to do like this info guide, like after they fill out the application, I'm just going to do this info guide. But as I was creating that info guide that precedes the phone call, I was literally putting everything in place from the influence workshop. And I was like, if I do live videos, I can actually bring it into the live videos. So even before they fill out the application, they're not shocked by the idea that, I'm selling them into an $18,000 program and not getting on the phone with them. Right. <laughs> They're like, of course Kim does that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Kim. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. And this has been so great. And I just appreciate you sharing and giving so much of your time. So thank you. And I'm also very excited to see what 2020 has in store for you or rather what you have in store for 
2020. So yes, I'm excited. One thing I do know that in 2020, I'm only going to focus on the membership, which is the sister mm-hmm. circle and high society coaching circle. Yeah. So I don't want to do like any like eight week programs or any of the smaller programs. I want to devote all my time to serving in those two spaces. Good, good. So this has been awesome. Let's see, just to start to wrap it up, any final thoughts, words or wisdom for anyone listening? Maybe they're like thinking of pivoting or, you know, stepping into their purpose. Any thoughts for them? So the one thing I will say is that even though you'll hear me, James, or anyone else, or you or anyone else say, just do it. And it sounds like the stupidest thing you've ever heard in life. <laughs> it really is the stupidest thing you ever heard in life, yes. but you really do have to take the first step. Yeah. And taking the first step will at least put your brave face on. So that way you could be like, I didn't die. Because right. I remember my grandmother used to always say, are you bleeding? Did you die? <laughs> <laughs> if none of those things happen, you got to go to school. Like you got to do whatever. Right. And I think like this is still the same. Mm-hmm. And then the second point I would say is make sure that you have a community of people who not just hold you accountable, but wouldn't give you guidance and support and who are willing to see things in you that you may not see in yourself because I never thought I would be in this role, but if someone didn't give me the courage to do it, it probably wouldn't have happened as quick as it did. So great. So awesome. And I'm just so excited for you. So thank you. Hey, how can we uh, stay in touch with you, connect with you and learn more about you? So I am MS Kimmick Carter all across social media and I am at KimmickCarter.com on the web. Perfect. We're going to link all of that up in the show notes for you guys. And as always, I'm going to request that you please reach out to Kim, DM her on the Instagrams, leave a comment on one of her posts, let her know which part of this episode had the biggest impact on you. That makes a big impact in our lives when we hear that feedback. So please make sure to do that. Kim, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. It was great to be selected as a case study. I'm excited to share my story. Yeah, it's a a great story. And and it's only getting started, right? There's so much Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's only what, six months in? I know. That's pretty pretty incredible. So crazy. (laughs) crazy. So awesome, awesome, awesome job. So thank you, Kim. And then thank you everyone for tuning in to another incredible, extraordinary case study. We'll see you all next time here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be, so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.